Riverside. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Two weeks in a row, look at us. Killing it out here. This is like unheard of since we've been filming since like last summer. <laughs> I know. I feel like we've done pretty good though because we already have 10 episodes done in season two. Yeah. So we're killing it. Crazy. I'm really excited oh about gosh, today's topic. A season three at some point. <gasps> Oh my gosh, they're oh going to look it over, so that's, we can stop there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, also, continue to check out our social media for updates. We are now on TikTok and we are posting Instagram reels. We're posting clips to get ourselves out there. So our Instagram is at yeah. underscore, not at underscore, at who cares underscore pod. That's also our TikTok handle. And we have a Twitter now. Um, at who cares pod 1026, which is, I know it's long. I'll put the username in the description of the podcast episode. So you don't have to remember it. You can just click on it super easy, but we are putting ourselves on social media more. So if you're interested in seeing what we're doing, if you can't listen, you can see what's going on. Yeah. And it's so vulnerable to put yourself on social media guys. So like, I know we're really trying (laughs) be kind stop bullying speak up yeah at cartoon network i'm sick of it (laughs) yeah we have a lot of current events today let's just segue right into it because i have a lot of opinions today but before we get into pop culture stuff i do want to mention something that's happening with me at my school so i'm starting a book club at my school because there isn't a book (gasps) club we only have like writing clubs so anybody at umass lowell of any major who reads in their free time um, and wants a community to like, you know, discuss books with just read or kind of vibe with your friends. That's going to hopefully be starting in the fall. And the way I hope to be doing it is kind of organized. I mean, it depends on how many people we have, but into groups. So probably put out a Google survey, be like, what kind of genres do you guys want to read? And if we have like an overwhelming majority of like two to three, we'll split them into groups. We'll meet probably twice a month. So pick a book on the first meeting, halfway through the month, hopefully you're halfway through the book. And at the end, we can discuss it and pick a new one. And then I'm also going to be making a discord so we can have talking and socializing going on outside of meetings. So when the engagement fair happens in the fall for any UMass Lowell people, look out for that. I will be there. And I'll be there. She won't, but in spirit, <laughs> Abby will be there. <laughs> what books are do you, you want to take the next one, or, Abby? Or, like, what books do I like to read? Well, no, what books oh. are you like planning to read in group? Or is it like an all-genre thing? Or are you like focusing think, in on It's like an all-genre thing. We'll probably do like, um, actually, good question. Um, I was thinking of doing like themed um, books for like Halloween, maybe like I don't know, like a holiday one for Christmas, like kind of going along with like yeah. the vibe of like whenever we're reading it. But also I just kind of want to like do what people want. If people want to read yeah. romance or horror or whatever, or classic, we'll do it. 
I'm not really opposed to anything. I have a suggestion for you, actually. What is it? So my school has a woman in film club and Mm -hmm. like every once in a while, like they watch like, um, like movies and we discuss like feminist perspectives of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, they always do like a little like theme. So like this next Mm -hmm. one is American psycho. So everyone comes in business attire. So like, maybe that, like if you guys are, that's a good idea. Prejudice, like have like, a I don't know, a like, t-day dress in like your best like colonial shit like i don't know like something like that that's actually really fun i like that idea because i also want to do like get trivia. In more people too if you're like oh mm-hmm. like we have some free food or like we're doing a fun theme because everybody loves yeah the fun theme. i love a fun theme i love, a theme, love a fun party. theme you're boring you are boring but um we have a like every club in my school is a club budget so oh, okay. they that's nice yeah we do not have that yeah it is nice <laughs> which i'm actually kind of glad they do that because then i know that my tuition money is actually like somewhat going towards something decent do you know what i'm saying yeah it's not just like going down I, the drain always... it's like yeah like each club gets like it depends on the club and how big it is but like some clubs get like over a thousand dollars a semester which is like a lot of money so um for our club, they were like, oh, what do you guys plan on doing with the budget? And I was like, well, um, I want to, if people need the books to be bought, like if they don't have the money to buy these books or have access to a library, I want to be able to buy them for them because I don't want people coming to a club and having to spend extra money on top of like all the stuff that they have to do for school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then also we were going to like get like pizza and like cater events, fundraise, stuff like that. So It'll be fun. So like I said before, watch out in the fall. That will be happening. I'll be planning with other eboard people that we have um, of how we're going to like organize it. So it'll be pretty like tightly organized by the fall. It's not going to be like a whole, you know, disaster or we don't know what's going on. We'll have it all planned out. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Look at you. Thank you. I know. Look at me go. You're doing great. Yeah. Do you want to Anyways, talk about Coachella? Yeah, I do. Coachella want to talk about happened. Coachella. Coachella happened this past weekend, and it was the mm-hmm. first time that it had been like completely live streamed, like ever. Um, but they I didn't did, live stream on Frank Ocean. I was working all goddamn weekend, so I didn't get to watch mm-hmm. anything. So now, um, while I'm doing homework tonight, I'm gonna try to like catch up on some live streams that I want to watch. I really wanted to see, um. The few that I want, Charlie XCX, because she kills it every single time. I saw, I've seen clips of it so far, and it's. I've seen Vroom Vroom. I've seen yeah, her do yeah. Vroom Vroom, like the clip. Yeah, she. She's so she's, good. Now that she screams at the beginning of it, oh, I love it. I love it. When I saw her in concert, she didn't do that yet, so I didn't get to experience that. So I'm like, I saw a I Twitter post where somebody's like, um, somebody was like, how like she gets progressively louder and more aggressive with her scream. So somebody's like, how long until Charlie XCX does like a full heavy metal scream at the beginning of Room Room? <laughs> how I many performances will it take? I would be obsessed. Me too. I love her. Um, like, I, I want to see her concert. To see um, Debbie Harry's Blondies. Um, one, cause I heard that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Ocean performed for like the first time in like years. It's crazy. Yeah. And he, did you hear, he kind of confirmed that he is going to have a new album 
He's like, I, I don't not. He's like, it's. He's like, well, how do you word it? He's like, well, the reason I'm here, guys, is a not not for a new album. So he was like being like secretive about it, but he basically confirmed that he has an album Bitch, coming. So I'm it. very I'm excited. I'm sick of the waiting. I um, know. He's like, um, he's in like the Rihanna era yeah. of like not releasing music. But I mean, well, at least Rihanna has like take a your time, King. Too. Yeah, and um, get it, get didn't his brother he's pass away or something? He's been through some stuff too. Yeah. yeah, like somebody really close to him passed away. His and brother, I think. Yeah. Poor Frank. So Ocean. fine, whatever. Take your break. But you deserve it. Um, and then I also obviously Boy Genius was at Coachella. Yeah, I saw that. Fun, so I have to watch that one. I've seen clips of it, but I would like to see the whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. I think I'm gonna wait a few days to wait for the people that brought their digital cameras to Coachella to edit their footage and upload it to YouTube so I can watch <laughs> like the whole thing without having like somebody's recording off their like Nintendo DS. Like <laughs> I can't, I need to wait for the quality footage to really absorb yeah, yeah. the loves of my lives. Um, yeah, I, the thing is with Coachella, like people dress in like the craziest shit. And it's, I'm like, it's so hot. I'm like, how are you wearing like Sherpa pants in the middle of the desert? Oh, also, Vanessa Hudgens wasn't at Coachella. Yeah, I was going to get to that. She just didn't she's go like, for the first time since yeah. 2015. She's like, the, that's that, a long Coachella's time. like her thing. That's her thing. She doesn't have a lot Well, because she hasn't been booked and busy. On, I was about to say, <laughs> she's been unemployed. Coachella has been her employment every year. Uh, yeah, she, she Was James Charles there? Because he don't goes to, and I don't want him there anymore. <laughs> I'll pass that on to him. <laughs> hey, James. Maybe you shouldn't go. People don't want you there anymore. Like, no. Yeah, Coachella's um, like, I've seen so many videos of people running to the barricade. Yeah, and it just looks so scary. I can never do it. I would, like, but, go just to, like, chill. I, I like, I, I get that some people are, like, serious about being, like, oh, like, I want, I need to be the front of the barricade to see my favorite artists and stuff. I don't care. As long as I'm hearing the music and having a fun time, like. Yeah. I feel like you fine. can see it. The Jumbotrons are Yeah, giant. they have giant-ass screens for like, every single they're, artist. They're like, huge. <laughs> yeah. People are wild for Coachella. For no, I don't, not for no reason, but, you know, it's a little excessive. <laughs> No, for like I, no reason. I I'll think say it. people have an idealized version of Coachella in their head. I will say the music is worth it, but I think like the people that camp yeah. out for like a gazillion hours is like kind of insane to me. Yeah. I think that about like any concert really. It's like come on y'all. Like it's Speaking just really of camping out. for like the artist to maybe notice yeah. you. Mm. But people were camping out for Taylor Swift merch. Like the night before and all that merch is sold online so i'm like why are you camping for a merch truck when 99 of it is sold online like yeah, you guys are crazy that's, that's a little insane actually yeah. you went else is insane drake bell went missing into our yeah, next current I event i don't care he can go missing again <laughs> awful person <laughs> he is but i just i wanted to bring it up because i thought the memes were funny of people being like megan <laughs> megan <laughs> oh, <I forgot laughs> was... 
Did you see they posted the one of when they are the treehouse episode when he draws the door and like there's no actual door and they were like door, maybe he's yeah. stuck in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Drake, god! Where's the door? <laughs> Apparently, he just left his phone in his car. That's like the true story. Like he tweeted out, he's like, "Oh, I leave my phone in my car for one night." And people think I'm missing. I'm like, sir, you had to have been doing okay. something for people yeah, to really be thinking you're endangered. Yeah, I was about to say, it has to be more than that. Because, like, he's just, like, even though he's, like, lost a lot of his celebrity status, like, he still has some celebrity and some residuals coming in, I assume. Like, I mean, you, from don't, you don't go that easy, easily missing if you're a celebrity. I assume. No. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I just feel like... You know, he must have some security. People could have checked. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, the whole thing is kind of stupid. Yeah. I mean, apparently he's fine. If if he wasn't fine, yeah. this would be a completely different conversation. If but... he wasn't fine, oh well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not that good of a person, but I just thought the memes were funny, so I wanted to bring it up. So if you are in, in the mood for some Drake Bell Megan memes, go on Twitter and look up Drake giggle. Bell Endangered. Missing, yeah. But the real meat of the current event. events yes. I want to discuss today, because I, when I saw this image on Twitter, I let out an actual scream. I was oh, with wow. uh, my boyfriend, and I, like, let wow. out, like, a yelp. He must have thought, um, like, they... somebody died. <laughs> no, he's he's used to me being crazy over really okay. insignificant things on the internet. That's but um, fair. they put out the first teaser photos for the Wicked movie. And... <laughs> That's crazy. This... They look so good, and I was... Just to point out... Me, Abby, and a lot of other people included on the internet and our friend group were very nervous about how they were going to look because the movie musical journey for many productions has not been very good. No, it's been a bit. So when um, I saw these pictures, the weight, the weight that like melted off of my shoulders was insane. I think the one that really got me was Cynthia Revo's picture. I yeah. just love the set that they have, like, the vibe that they have going on. And, like, I feel like even though you see the back of it, it looks, from what I can see, like, pretty true to, like, her costume in the musical. Like, I like how they didn't really deviate too much from, like, the vibe. I feel like it fits the tone well. <laughs> it is, like, a picture of her back and, like, nothing else. But it, it fits the vibe, which so far I'm happy about. And another thing that people pointed out. So in the in the um, Wicked musical, they changed Glinda's dress from pink to blue. Like in The Wizard of Oz, it was pink. I mean, yeah, but they changed it to blue for Wicked. But it looks like in this image, I mean, she's wearing a pink gown. So they kind of, I guess, switched well, I it to pay homage back to The Wizard of Oz, which I, I honestly I appreciate. I that. like the pink a little better. Personally, I, I don't but... think... Sorry, to keep interrupting. I, I don't think... Because she wears um, the blue dress in Wicked after Elphaba has died, when she's, like, the good mm. witch, officially. And this yes. photo seems like it's pre-Elphaba dying. And she wears pink all throughout the musical before Elphaba dies. So I don't yeah. think they're, like, 
changing it or it's like an homage. I think they're still staying pretty true to how the musical yeah. looks. No, I know I, she I was like pink. the blue dress, honestly. I, I like the change of it. See, for me, from what I remember of Wicked, I don't remember her wearing like a big poofy like pink ball gown. I know she wears pink. I would have to watch it again or see. I could be wrong, but that's just what I remember. But I like the pink on Ariana, to be honest. Yeah. I think it looks good. And it seems just, like the like... costume design is pretty, pretty good. I, it doesn't look cheap, which I was worried about. <laughs> I was very nervous about it looking cheap. Yeah, the only thing I kind of am like, uh, about the photos is... <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's just like the photos or just the specific ones they chose, but they look so dark. Like, what is this like recent trend with so many movies just like looking like yeah. badly lit? Like, have you seen I think the, I, new, I the trailer for the new Peter Pan movie? First of all, I don't care about Peter Pan movie. We have yeah, had fair, so many fair. live action either, Peter honestly. Pan iterations. I think this is like the fourth or fifth one we've had in the past twenty years. I. But I, yes, I know what you're talking about. It's so dark and, like, gloomy. I think with Wicked, because the director of Wicked also did In the Heights. And that movie didn't have that issue. Mm. Like, it was I, very I bright think... and colorful. Yeah. But I, I, that is, like, a different vibe. That is a different musical. I think this, they're dark because they're, like, the teaser images. And they kind of want to, like... I don't know, create some ambiance. I really hope, I agree with you though, I hope it's not like that in the final product and it's like this stuff. Yeah. I think maybe it's it just like the specific ones they picked because, okay, here, I, what I think these two stills are from, I think they're from the same scene. I think they're from Defying Gravity. Especially Alpha. I think it's, like it's Glinda running Gravity. To find And then, yeah, yeah, Glinda, I believe, is like going up to be like, stop it, don't do that. Yeah. So I think they're from the same scene. So maybe that's just like how that particular scene is lit. I um, also think that this isn't actually a still from the movie at all. I think these are just pictures what? that they took. <laughs> no. <gasps> oh, okay. Listen to how I'm Jake, saying. I thought you were about to say like no. this like a different movie completely. I no. was like, what are you on right no, now? No, I mean, I think that these photos were not isn't like a part of the final cut of the movie i think these were purposely posed and taken for the reveal like photos i don't think so because they would say behind the scenes photos still photography really is like stills taken from the movie mm. i have a question hold on well yes. not a question this is more of a comment because oh. we've seen which was also revealed online recently it was the um video footage somebody had like a drone and found the like um set for munchkin land like oz that looks really good yeah that's like really colorful that does look good so like imagine you're on your drone and you're just like is that oz is that (laughs) (laughs) wait guys you're like you're like literally driving your drone you're like guys like what yeah. is that you're like i think i went too far i don't know guys i don't think we're in kansas anymore <laughs> cheap joke cheap joke <laughs> sorry it was sitting right there for me but 
shall we get into the meat of the, the podcast meat. episode? Yes. What we're really Let's here to talk meat. about. We're going to sink my teeth in. We are here to review another album. We are here to review the record by Boy Genius, their debut album. Super excited. I love this album. I love Boy Genius. The Boy Genius yes, drought Boy Genius was fans. so bad. But mm, I, I figured, honestly, bef- like, <laughs> I was really nervous Sorry, they go. were like never gonna make an album again. I thought that was just like, me I was too. Like, oh, I hope this isn't just like a one-off thing where they're like, let's do a little fun thing. So I'm glad because Phoebe's in like a gazillion bands. <laughs> Phoebe's like booked and busy. She's got like four personas that she's just like overextending herself. Yeah. I really Every album they were that a Phoebe feature, she's gonna be in a movie too. Like so she much. is. Yeah. Did you not what know movie? about this? No. Um, I saw the glow of the TV screen. It's like super in pre-production, but it's from um a director who just had her directorial debut a year or two ago with the film "We're All Going to the World's Fair," which is so good. It has a moment that, like, is gen- well, it has a bunch of moments that are genuinely very scary. Um, but it's sort of about, like, internet culture. And it's, like, it's, like, not even, like, it's not, like, cringy internet culture. It's, like, internet culture that I'm, like, yeah, I actually, like, experience that. And it actually, like, chemically mm. makes mess up my brain. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, she's I feel like Phoebe would be good. director's new movie. No, I definitely think she'll fit right in with this yeah. specific vibe. And I feel like she, from her music videos, she has that, like, she has some skill with her acting and her music she videos. Does. She's pretty she good. Act. I believe she knows she what she's doing. Act. Me too. But before we get into the actual review of the album, I figured for people that aren't familiar with Boy Genius, I have a couple little notes here about the background of the band. So Boy Genius is an indie supergroup. Um, that includes established artists who all have their own solo careers. Um, Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, and Lucy. Is it Dacus or is it Dacus, Dacus right? Dacus, yeah. Dacus. Mm-hmm. Um, they met in the 2010s when they were all like kind of like touring. They were all like sort of in the indie scene. They came together and released an EP in 2018 um, as the full band for the first time, which got a lot of critical acclaim and was on many critics' end-of-the-year lists. Which, when I discovered this EP, I was obsessed with it. Like, I could not stop listening to it. And I recommended it to, like, so many people and got so many people on the Boy Genius train because it's just that good. And a lot of critics noted, yes, fan favorite. We'll talk about that. But um, many critics noted the amazing chemistry between the three band members, their musical chemistry, and their debut album, The Record, which we're reviewing released in 2023 also to critical acclaim with a short film accompanying it which was directed by Kristen Stewart Bella from Twilight love it I watched it last night again it was so good yeah I'm I'm excited to maybe see if Kristen Stewart direct like a full movie because like yeah it was good my ass is also I feel like she can't do wrong yeah. Kristen Stewart exactly. can do no wrong in my eyes. And also she sprinkled in some gay for us. I was like, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I knew you were going to add it because you're you, but I appreciate it. Yeah. 
I mean, they all, I feel like Kristen Stewart was the perfect person to direct the film because she has a very similar vibe to like personality wise to like the three band members. I feel like especially Lucy and Phoebe, they're very like reserved people. And I feel like Kristen yeah. Stewart is very like similar in that sense. So I, I kind of, I, I saw the vision. I, I saw yeah. what they were doing with that. And I really appreciated it because it turned out super good. But do you have anywhere you want to start in particular with talking about this album? Um, I actually, I don't know. I don't know if I want to start at the end because I, I have a lot of like thoughts about that song, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to, if you want to maybe build up to the last song because I do hmm. feel like. Yeah. I feel like we can start with the first one because okay. that has okay. a, I feel like that has a Lana Del Rey connection that we both picked up on. Stop. Yeah. Did we both say From, that? That's actually really I funny. didn't, I didn't write it down, but I thought it when I was listening to it, like as soon as I heard the song, cause this album came out a few weeks ago, like two, three weeks ago now, when mm-hmm. I heard it, I was like, oh my God, that's super. Like, first of all, um, Catch em ID, which is the song that ended, that was the last song on their EP, which like for me, like I connected to on like a very deep personal level. It just like that song hit me. So first of all, go listen to the EP if you're going to like hear us talk about this album yeah. too, because we're going to make references to that. And also it's only like five or six songs. So it's super short, super good. But the acapella is just unreal. Yes. It's, it's so, so good and like like you were saying with Lana like it's kind of funny that like the two albums that we reviewed both start off with like this mm-hmm. stripped down like little like song before it gets into the actual ones mm-hmm. um I think that's really funny and I I actually saw when I was like looking at clips of like people performing at Coachella this was a clip of the, them singing this song was one of them that I saw they mm-hmm. sound literally exactly like they do on like the record like it, it yeah. they they just sound like that and their voices yeah. just mesh so well together especially like this is such a good song to start because i feel like in the other ones like there's one of them that is kind of like leading the song in particular like it's like they're kind of like the lead singer of that song mm-hmm. but in this one like nobody's the lead singer it's kind of just all of them coming together to create sort of like create this whole thing and i love that it starts off like that way where like none of them is overpowering any of the other ones no i agree i feel like i feel like the thing that makes boy genius work is because individually they're so different yeah like, they don't sound the same and i think that's why they make the choice of having one person lead the song in general but when they harmonize they sound like one complete like soul So, like, you can, like, pick out, like, oh, that's Phoebe, and that's, like, Julian, and they have very different personalities, but when they come together, it's all one. And it's super awesome to listen to. I feel like that's really rare. Like, the musical chemistry is just unreal. I also, (laughs) this is just a personal thing, I also like that they all have very different, distinct voices, because sometimes when I'm listening to bands, I'm like, the fuck is singing right now yeah like who who is that this is awful and this is like i'm really exposing myself here but sometimes when i'm listening to one direction songs like like one direction one direction i'm like i don't know who the fuck is singing right now the only ones i can pick out with other people that i'm listening with will be like 
yeah, they'll be like, oh, this is Louis, this is Louis, and I'm like, is it? <laughs> no, curious, like the but... <laughs> Harry and like, Zane I... are the only ones. Like the other three, they I'm have... like, who yeah. is that? They're very similar. And I think Harry, I can only pick out because he is like a big solo career and I've heard his voice like a gazillion yeah. times. But no, I, I agree with you. It's I do think Harry and Zane have the most like distinct voices because Harry kind of has this like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, especially when he's talking, like he's kind of like <laughs> slurs his words together a little bit sometimes when he's talking. Not like, a, not a lot, but yeah. like just enough he where it's a little on... noticeable. Mm-hmm. He sings with like open vowels. It's very like yeah, oh. yeah. Like he'll mm-hmm, he'll mm-hmm. he'll go into that a lot. Zane yes. is a little different, but um, no, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I enjoy the, the rest most. of them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but boy genius, they all sound different. So when I'm listening, yeah. I'm like, I know who's singing right now. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that. I love the whiplash though, from this to the next song. Yeah. I love like it's so like it's like peaceful and acapella and then like twenty dollars comes on and it's like no 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 and I was like dude have you seen the video of Phoebe Bridgers like recording the part of twenty dollars where she's just screaming? Yes. I I'm I'm so any song where you're like, oh Phoebe Bridgers is gonna scream on this song, done. Favorite it. Love it. I'm adding yeah. it to every playlist. Like I, I, I wish love it. I, every time I listen to me and my dog, like the studio version, I wish, like, I don't think they realize how popular the song would be and how people would hold on to yes. that part of Phoebe. I yes. wish it was brought to like the forefront. So I always listen to the live version yes. because I want to hear Phoebe scream. To listen to the live version. I was like showing <laughs> like friends, like me and, um, me and my dog were like in the car and like I just had it queued on Spotify but the whole time I was like but you guys have to listen to the live version because Phoebe does like this insane vocal part that's like just so good and it's like good in the recording but it's just like not as noticeable. it's a different level and it's just oh she just I like, actually yeah oh, it's oh so God. good Abby and yeah. it's funny that we bring this up now because I saw an interview with it was either an interview or like a written thing I forget where I read it or watched it but Phoebe talked about that particular performance, like the first time, like it's where every TikTok clip comes from. It's that performance where they have like the full 40 minutes set and she screams it for the first time and people go absolutely insane. Phoebe yeah. was like, I barely remember it. I had like an out of body experience doing that. I can tell. She's like, it just honestly. happened. Yeah. It it's just, just it, like it, the it's, passion it's is so good because it just feels like it like just like release itself from her like soul. Like that's just her like releasing so many fucking emotions and that's like that's why oh, I, I, I was going to a music festival and then that music festival got cancelled this was a while ago but Phoebe yeah. was supposed to be at it and I mourn every day that I could not see her perform I know the end live because someday that, we'll like, see it like seeing videos of like her performing that and everyone in the crowd screaming along with her I'm like I needed that I needed that really bad I, know. <laughs> I like that point I still need it. I would love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, back to right the now. actual album that we're supposed to be talking about. Um, yes, sorry. <laughs> literally, both of us keep getting off track because we're so obsessed with the other song from the EP. But for $20, the thing I picked up first about this album is how, like you said, every song has like a lead 
And a lot of the songs are written by one of the band members and then brought in like that happened with um Satanism. Is that is that what it's called? Satanist. Satanist. Julian Yimich. wrote that one. And then twenty dollars. I like how it has a focus on like one band member. Like this definitely yeah. like reflects Julian's personality more. Cause like when you see Julian perform, you can tell that she's like the more rebellious one or like the more like I don't know, just like angsty one. Like Phoebe and Lucy mm. are like standing there, like like more reserved, and Julian's like fucking like playing the guitar behind her head and just like yeah. going at it. And I feel like well, the song did you see, is really did into you see it. them like um recreating the Nirvana cover? Yes. I like how Julian was specifically Dave Grohl because Julian mm-hmm. is like Julian is yes. Dave Grohl so much, so much. I like how it started off like with a bang. Like mm. after the intro song, they really just like gave the yeah. energy. Especially, I mean, like, Julian. All right, obviously. done with that. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Yeah, and then we got sad immediately after. It was like <laughs> we were we were like so we were so somber, and then we got angry, and then we just got really sad again. Yeah, Emily, I'm sorry. That's mm. which I had to do this research one, to figure yeah, out what the song was about. I I like kind of know the drama around it. Yeah, I had to look at the like the genius annotations of like the song to like realize that it's about like a woman that Phoebe was in like a first like a polyamorous relationship in yeah. with like a producer of hers and then a, later on a monogamous relationship, which like that in itself is like a very emotional roller coaster, yeah. it seems. Like which is it's weird because she's apologizing in this a lot. But I don't yeah. know what, obviously we don't know what happened, but. Phoebe, I love my girl Phoebe. She gets into some crazy relationships. I she really does. I love it for her. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like this was, it, it's exactly like you said, like it was a polyamorous relationship. I actually think it started with her and Emily just dating and then it turned into polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And then I think it went to um, like Emily, like was no longer part of the relationship and it was just phoebe and do we know like um do we know how phoebe like identifies her sexuality is she like she's bisexual oh she's bisexual okay yeah yeah i wasn't aware of what exactly she identified as wait um, okay do you remember the drama when so i forget her actual name but snail mail the artist posted this like thing on her Instagram story that was like not really begging Phoebe but kind of begging Phoebe where it was like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like it was a little it was a little biphobic where she was like oh I hate when bi girls like um like love women just for like the profit of it like instead of you know actually like loving women and stuff like that I actually hate that. Um, and then and then Phoebe posted a picture of her and Paul Mescal dating, like at the oh like, my God. in response to that post kind of. Um mm-hmm. but yeah. Like it was about Which, like talking about loving women, but like dating a man. Yeah, rest in peace to that relationship. Okay. Sorry, I hate to keep sidetracking, but people, it's okay. people shit on Phoebe too much for that relationship because they thought that she cheated on Paul with Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's what happened. I don't think, like, if they did anything, like, Phoebe is known to have been in polyamorous relationships. 
Like yes. if anything happened, I'm sure it was probably consensual between all of them because she's yes. been in previous polyamorous relationships. And I just mm -hmm. think that both her and Paul were going through a lot because Phoebe has recently lost her father, who she had a very complicated relationship with. Yeah. And I believe like someone in Paul's family was either like really sick or like also died. And so I just mm -hmm. think they both like had super busy lives going on that they were like, okay, I think we mutually like need to split up because we're just like, and Paul's like booked and busy. He has so many movies lined up. I, and obviously now she's going on tour with Boy Genius. I just think yeah. that their lives were getting too busy and that they couldn't be together in the way that they were before. People that are yeah. chronically online don't have the understanding that when you're in like an adult relationship and like two people decide to break up, it's not always because they're cheating or something like yeah. absolutely like awful happens. Sometimes life just like gets stressful and you exactly. need time away from a relationship. I mean, I have exactly. no idea. I'm not in Phoebe Bridger's relationship. I have no idea what happened. So I'm going to like choose not to speculate on it. I can look at her music that she writes about and where mm -hmm. she literally is naming the person be like, I'm sorry. That's like completely different. Yeah. But people that are chronically online need to like take a chill pill because they did the same thing recently with Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. Like people have been like the headlines are so like misogyny coded of yep. like bashing Taylor when they have no idea why they even broke up. They don't even know well, if I, they broke up. Yeah. It's not even confirmed, which is crazy to me. That and I heard a lot that. of like, like people say that it was like a mutual thing. Yeah. And which I like mean, is sad, but like, so it happens. It happens. People need to stop pretending like they know celebrities yeah. is my conclusion. People are conclusion. just in the Dulu eras. Yeah. But with um, Emily, I'm sorry. I feel like it's, I feel like there's a big theme on this album with like self-hatred. Mm, it's like yeah. this like, I, I stuck, like I yeah. did this, I'm unlovable, I'm the reason. Like there's like a song later in the album too where Phoebe gave an interview, I think to Rolling Stone and she talks about how self-hatred and self-deprecation can in a way like act as its own God complex. Which is like yes, a really exactly. interesting okay. way to uh, like write about it. <laughs> I'm gonna song drop again, but it's actually related <laughs> to what you just said. Like there is this very specific quote from Orson Welles about Woody mm -hmm. Allen, where he's like, "Oh, like Woody Allen is this specific kind of arrogant, where he like makes fun of himself and he acts like he's this shy person, but really like." he has this sort of complex about himself that sort of like, woe is me, like that like artistic complex. Oh, yeah. I know I have the quote when the quote written down somewhere because it's just, it's so good because I hate Woody Allen, fuck that bitch. I can't wait till he dies. Oh my God. <laughs> and, I mean, and it's like, speak your truth. It's like so, well, he's a shitty fucking person. Um, yeah. But like, it's so like, like, Orson Welles, like, reads the fuck out of him. I love Orson Welles. He's great. He is he great. Have sex with his child. Adopt a child. Yeah, <laughs> he he didn't. And you know what? People in That's Hollywood such, like, are just crazy sometimes. That ask for someone, but, like, yet we, we still have to be like, hey... That's fucking weird, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. All the singles they chose were really good. They really okay. put out, like, the best songs in the album as singles. I have the quote. 
And you it does. Okay. I feel like okay. I hate Woody Allen. He has the Chaplin disease. That particular combination of arrogance and timidity sets my teeth on edge. He's arrogant. Like all people with timid personalities, his arrogance is unlimited. Anybody who seeks who speaks quietly and shrivels up in his company is unbelievably arrogant. He acts shy, but he's not. He's scared, he hates himself and loves himself. A very tense situation. It's a very like wise way to put it. Yeah. Like a very, I feel like very that's smart sort of way. like what some of this stuff is touching on, where it's like I hate myself because I sort of act this sort of certain way. Like there's this very certain kind of God complex. I don't know how to like put it as like good as he did. But there's there comes a point when you like self-deprecate so much that you almost view yourself as like it's like very pick me. Yes. Like, exactly. like you see yourself as like a different kind of like person than other people. You're like, they're not like me. Like I'm mm -hmm. this way. But it's like there's seven billion people on earth. We all have the same chemical imbalances in our head. We're all going through it. People understand each other to a certain level. So you're not like special mm. in a way. Like everybody's yeah. different, but you're not special. So, yeah. So the way she Phoebe writes the lyrics in the song are really good. And I feel like it almost connects to Cool About It. In a way. Yeah. Which <laughs> I like what you wrote. I think you, you wrote... Um, Oh no, that's another song. Never mind. But um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Any more True thoughts Blue? on that song? No. True Blue. <laughs> I okay, but True Blue. My first thought was, I feel like Lucy got kind of the short end of the stick with the EP because she didn't really get like the as with the EP. I'm saying like she didn't have as many like mm -hmm. solo moments as oh, okay, like Phoebe yes. and Julian. Yeah. I and people had that opinion. Like, where's Lucy? Like get out of the backing vocals girl like we need you and she came girl, through with a song i yeah. love this song I, so much i really really love her vocals on this song in particular she has such a uh, beautiful voice it's so like timeless it's very yeah. it reminds me a lot of like jazz singers Dude, from like it's, the it's got 50s this... Yeah, it's got this slight transatlanticness to it yes you know what I mean? like yes. that kind of accent but mm -hmm. not like enough where it's like, okay, she's overdoing this. Like, this isn't actually how she sings. Like, I, I do believe that's how she actually sings. But her and Phoebe have like similar voices, but her voice is deeper than Phoebe's. Mm. They both have a oh, very like buttery voice. voice. Yeah. Like her part in Ketchum ID, which is on the EP, that's like my favorite part in the whole song. Yeah. It's so like beautiful. So when I was listening to the album and then this came on and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I needed you to come sing through. It, girl. Sing, it. sing it, girl. Fight for them vocals. <laughs> Fight for it. But I, um, with the lyrics, I relate to this song a lot. I feel like it's a really good image of like coming of age. Like the line that yeah. I picked out was, "But it feels good to be known so well. I can't hide from you like I hide from myself." And it's mm -hmm. like you get to a point in your life where like. Even when you're going through stuff, there are there are going to be people that like understand and like can see that you're going through something, and yeah. it's sort of like coming into your own with like healthy relationships, which I I just love so much. All the lyricism is so good; they're unreal. Yeah, I, with their I was, writing. 
I also sort of like how, like, you know, you can sort of view this song in, like, a romantic way, but you could also view it in, like, a, plato- a platonic way. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. in the music video, it kind of has that mix of, like, oh, they're, like, friends painting a house, but then they also kiss, and it's, like, oh, a little romance, too. Like, I do think, like, that's very purposeful of the way, like, you can read it. And in any way that sort of relates to you, I guess. Yeah, and, like, another thing with the music video that I picked up on, I feel like it has a lot to do with taking control of your own life. Because if you mm. watch the music video, Lucy takes everything from the room and throws it out into the other room. And then she starts painting it. So it, for me, I took that as, like, she's, like, t- taking, like, a reset. Yeah. Like, she's clearing it out and just, like, doing her thing. Like, painting yeah. whatever walls, the color she wants. She's taking control of her life. And I think it's an important thing to talk about when you're getting older. And for me, I'm about to be graduating college next year. Ooh, I'm like, don't say that, Jake. Ugh, <laughs> ugh. I felt this song so hard. Um, cool about it. I don't really have many opinions on cool about it. I like it. It's I like, don't um, really love it. I wrote that it was one of my favorites when I first listened to it, which it was when I first listened to it because I liked the um like guitar picking. Like I just, I was just like drawn to it. I mean, I don't think I, I did like it. I just think it's really simple in comparison yeah. to like the other songs. It I agree. Mostly, it's just it talking little... about like miscommunication. Since I think it's so simple and like not simple in the way that without you, without them is, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just was like, eh, it doesn't like it fits on the album, but it doesn't like completely fit with some of the like other songs. I agree. It's. It's not going to be one that I go back to a lot, like, on its own. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I go back to the album, I'm listening to, like, Letter to an Old Poet, um, Not Strong Enough, like, songs like that for me. So that was... Not Strong Enough. Let's talk about Not Strong Enough. That was my favorite immediately. When I first listened to it, it, it hit so hard. I didn't immediately hit for me, but, like, over, like, the past weeks or so when I've been, like, I'm like, I actually really like this one. (laughs) It's so good. I have a quote from Phoebe explaining the meaning of the song. Would you like me to read it? I would love you to read it. So Phoebe goes, the song, so she says, being like, I'm not strong enough to show up for you. I can't be the partner that you want me to be. But also being like, I'm too fucked up. I'm unknowable in some deep way. Self-hatred is a God complex sometimes where you think you're the most fucked up person who's ever lived straight up. You're not. And it can make people behave really selfishly. And I love each of our interpretations of that concept. So again, connecting back to what we've already been talking about, like mm-hmm. this does play on that. But if you listen to this song, it is really unique on the album because the production, like hitting, like hitting the gas pedal, like in their part, I think it's the bridge where they all harmonize together. Like they each like come in on top of each other's vocals yeah. is fucking awesome. So They're good. Always an angel, never a god. So good. So had, good. had me shook. I, I recently saw an edit of that specific like part um, of just like a bunch of like lesbians from media, and I was like, oh my god, guys, this is crazy. <laughs> I've the lesbians are watching on to boy genius recently actually yeah the like, edits on edits tiktok have been going crazy like, yeah okay this is again i'm off tracking again this is just an episode of me accidentally getting off track 
but <laughs> Secession. I haven't I watched it. You don't watch Secession. I, I should. Are you planning on it? Um, I don't want to spoil maybe. a huge, huge thing that happened. Maybe I might watch okay. it. Okay. Can you then say I it without won't. like spoiling it? Like what you no. want to say? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait. No. Yes. I. No. Yes. I can. I can. Okay. But I was. I was like seeing if I need to like give the spoiler-free version. So okay. I will. It's basically so the like not the eldest son, but like the second eldest son. He's a mess, and we love him. Um, but it's an edit of like him and his father who is like the owner of this company and he's like very abusive towards his children and like a, an emotional manipulative way and it was yeah. an edit to fiona apple song regret and with the specific context of what just happened in the third episode this final season it was like mm-hmm. i was like gagged i was gagged i i the context when just i watch was, like, it you'll have to show me the edit yeah Jake, when I tell you, if you can somehow manage to avoid this spoiler, like, the, the third episode of the final season that's airing right now, me and my friends were, we couldn't say anything. It's fucking crazy. Well, people have been saying it's the best, one of the, there was, like, the best episode of television ever in this season. Yeah. Like, people are, like, saying it's, like, on that level. It's the third and I episode. Watch it. And there's, there's just, like, a 25-minute one shot and they did it on film cameras not digital cameras doing it on film cameras is so fucking hard because yeah. what they what they had to do was they had to place camera bodies throughout like the space that they were using because yeah. film runs out once you run out yeah. of film you have to replace it so they had to like, keep doing that while they were still shooting and stuff is there a specific mm-hmm. reason they chose to do film over digital? Is Does it, like, look different? Or is it just, like, an artistic style choice that they made? I mean, film does look different than digital. I like the look mm-hmm. of film a lot better. So I do think it's maybe part of that. Um, yeah. I mean, if I had to take a chance, why, like, an artistic choice to use film is that the family is very, especially the father is very old money so like yeah. maybe like that type of thing but i do think also just like visually like i don't know the look of film just looks better <laughs> it does look good i always i always liked watching the film better yeah but um but anyways sorry to sidetrack about this don't apologize I just to share that crazy edit i saw maybe i'll watch it, it and we'll do an episode real. on succession jake you would I would not, this would, it would be like a three hour long episode because I would just keep talking. Cause I <laughs> like literally after every single episode, me and my friends just sit there and we like dissect every single like part of the episode. And then we go to Twitter and we like, look at what people are saying. I love um the collective community of like people watching a show when it comes out on Twitter. So I hate like the binge style Netflix does. Cause like, yeah. you lose that. Like, but, I um, want to watch um, yeah. the new Netflix show, Beef, but I didn't realize that they just, like, put it all out at once. And I think that really is going to detract from its longevity because, like, you know, people are talking about it right now, but, like, how long are people going to talk about it when they could just... And that guy, the actor, I forget his name. Steven He's in Young? huge controversy. No. Another Steven... actor. Another oh actor. Gosh. Jake, Another I was male about to, actor like... in the show. No, Dude, he, basically, actually, he basically... I like, actually, have a conniption no, 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 no. this because I love no, another one. He's he basically admitted to like he was like bragging about raping women. Unfortunately, like 
yes another actor in that okay. show it's very bad i'm both but bad this is all losing but i'm glad it's not sticking album. around i would have like i would have had to we would have had to stop this i would have had to go somewhere no <laughs> it wasn't him um the next track that um we haven't talked about yet is revolution zero for me i feel like this <laughs> feels like an interlude yeah, it's not one of my favorites. I don't really it's very short. visit it very often. Yeah. Do you know what it sounds like to me? Almost exactly. Not exactly. Like the melody. What? The song Punisher from Punisher. Mm, if you listen to both I of them. a little bit. Like yeah. Phoebe, the beginning of Phoebe's chorus sounds like very similar. So definitely Recycling. people that are listening, <laughs> check that out. Because I picked up on that. And I want you guys to see that connection as well. Um, Leonard, I Cohen. Leonard Cohen. I don't love it, but I do love the line, and I'm not an old man having an existential crisis at a Buddhist monastery writing horny poetry. They ate him up on that line. <laughs> they really did. I I didn't really connect to this one, and I feel like a lot of people yeah. <laughs> kind of have the same opinion when I was looking at the Twitter sphere when this album came out. They're kind of like, oh, Leonard Cohen is there. But like, <laughs> to be clear, there is no bad song on this album it's just like they have such amazing yeah. songs that when there's one that like is like even like just great i'm like i'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to it as much because there's like literally the best songs i've ever heard on this album so take that yeah. take my take my criticism of leonard cohen with a grain of salt maybe you'll like it i just don't love it yeah i did like satanist, satanist. though I do like and I like, I, I like how, um, about it, but I love it. Well, it seems like a lot of songs in this album were written in the context of like one band member got inspiration from like one particular specific thing and then wrote the song and yeah. brought it back to like the session. Because Julian wrote this song after watching the documentary Hail Satan and toying with the, the idea. Yeah. And toying with the idea of like, Will your friends join you in your endeavors, even though they might seem completely insane? Mm. Which is like a fun concept to like toy with. Like it's sort of like if your friend jumps off a bridge, are you going to do it too? And especially yeah. knowing like the context of the documentary, like Satanism is actually like the way it's framed in the documentary. At least it's great. Like it's very much about like it's not about specifically worshiping Satan. It's really about like going against like you know christianity's policies like anti-gay stuff anti-abortion stuff like all mm -hmm. that type of policies that they promote it's sort of just like going against that and protesting for that and stuff like and all that shit so it is kind of cool yeah. to know that context of it because on the surface it sounds like something that's like insidious or like not good but like mm -hmm. it's actually something surprising where you can find a lot of like-minded people yeah, I, um, that actually reminds me of, um, there was a Fox News interview where they brought on, like, a Satanist, and he was basically, like, the Satanist was arguing against the Bible being taught in school, because he's, like, and then, like, the Fox News, like, commentator was, like, so you want, like, kids to be taught about Satan? And he's, like, no. He's, like, I don't want them to be taught anything about religion. I just want them to learn about regular things. Yeah. Yeah. So people have a big misconception about Satanism. Not saying that I am like a follower of that particular thing. I don't abide by any 
particular religion, but there are a lot of misconceptions about it. So it's, I like that the song shines a light on that a little bit, even though it's not entirely the point. The inspiration was there from the documentary that Julian watched. Yeah. Very cool. And then another um, Lucy highlight. Yes. Oh, and she sounds so good. Lucy highlights. Yes. I and, said this feels like uh, the cousin of Night Shift a bit. Yeah. You see the inspiration. And mm. specifically, I feel like it was a nice like change of pace. Yeah. From like um a lot of like the, the self-hatred and like anxiety and depression themes on the album. We got like like there's this really pretty line that's like, you could absolutely break my heart. That's how I know we're in love. Mm. And I'm my, like, my favorite so line cute. was isn't it isn't it enough that we strip down to our skin? And I'm like it's like such a simple line, but it's so like. Mm. I like I like how she doesn't try and define love. It's like yeah. we're in love, but there's no definition. It's like how do I know that I'm in it without actually saying what it is? Which is such a cute thing because like that can look different for everybody. You know what I mean? But I feel like there's a lot of relatability. Like everybody will probably have that feeling of like not knowing whether or not they're a hundred percent in love with somebody, but they like care about them, but they're like. Do I? And it's like, no, yeah. I am. <laughs> no. Anti-curse. Anti-curse. Another Slay Julian song. Yeah. Coming in with that. But I didn't have, like, I liked the song. I didn't have any, like, specific lyrics that I, like, pulled out of it. Just because um, I think I was so focused on the next song, which is, like, my favorite yeah. song on the album. <laughs> I do like the lyric um, in Antichrist, writing the words to the worst love song you've ever heard. I just think that's mm -hmm. a funny lyric. <laughs> and I yeah. like that it's specifically titled Antichrist, because in the end it says, um, you can be an Antichrist or even a blessing. And I'm like, yeah, that's what an Antichrist is. It's a blessing. But mm -hmm. I like that they specifically call it anti-curse because that feels like, like, even though, you know, it's a blessing, it feels like a whole different sort of like thing. Yeah. And I like that they acknowledge that at the end, but it's just a blessing. Yeah. I think that's cute. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this is the song that we are both like jumping to analyze. Like we've been waiting. Yes. I've been waiting because this one I could talk about forever. Oh, okay. Two letters from old college. Okay, so I'm just gonna go from from my point of view at the very beginning. So yeah. when the EP came out, we've talked about me and my dog a million times, and it's because it like that's the one like the fans grasped onto right away, specifically for the famous parts of like Phoebe screaming, but also it's just like an incredible song, yeah. and it's so heartbreaking of like like it's what phoebe's dog that passed away and she's just like i wish i was like with my dog and like going to space and like ignoring everything else so this song like interpolates and samples me and my dog but it does it in such a beautiful way where the melody doesn't start out the same it slowly like weaves in the melody of me and my dog and then the lines actually like like it like fully parallels so instead of the line from me and my dog being like, I want to be emancipated, they sing in this, I want to be happy. And from that point on, you could actually play me and my dog and letter to an old poet over each other and it'll follow the same melody. And I kid you not, when I first heard this, I was like fully crying and I don't cry yeah. like at songs. Like yeah. this just- No, this was like 
it's crazy. I couldn't believe it. I feel like they knew what the fans want and they just gave it to them. Yeah. I love it. Give me the and fan service. I love it. I love fan service, especially when it's for me. Yeah. And I feel like it's a really great ode of finally taking steps to like moving on and being happy, especially with like this whole album being about like, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. I hate myself. Like, and like apologizing for like guilt that you might have to like a partner. So like in the dog reference of being like, just thinking about my dog and looking up at the full moon is so such a great resolution to such an incredible album. It's like very hopeful ending. I am able to move on and be happy. I'm ready to, it's like, I'm not happy yet, but it's like, I'm ready to finally be happy. Yeah. To me, it, I, I just, I feel like the change from the like sad and desperate lyrics of like the, of me and my dog, the previous song yeah. into lyrics about like healing and taking steps forward kind of feels like the whole like synthesis of the album. Like I personally feel like the record is about like the, the members trying to heal and work through their own pain and like make amends with certain things. Like, I feel like that's what the whole, like, theme of the album is for me, especially since all of them sort of get their own, like, solo moments, like, but they have, like, people backing them up. Like, you know, Julian or Phoebe are, are singing about, like, oh, like, I feel shitty, I feel this way, but she still has Lucy and Julian, like, backing her up and in her corner. Like, I, f that's why I feel like like all of their next album like couldn't have been solo albums like i feel like they needed a group album because i think they're all like so close and that they just kind of like needed each other right now yeah and that working on the album like together was like a way that they could all like heal together i don't think they could have like healed in the same way if they were just working on solo albums and i also feel like the song kind of touches on like Phoebe's loss of her father yeah and like all that stuff like it feels very much like you know, I, I have to try to move on from this stuff. I can't, like, ruminate on it. And also, like, we talked about this earlier, like, how her own fans, like, turned against her for, like, certain things that were not even in her control and that, like, made her feel so shitty. And I just, I feel like this song is just, like, the whole, like, it sums up the whole theme of that album of just, like, healing and trying to work through past trauma. Yeah, I feel like, like you said, it's, so there's like a couple things I want to say. The first is I feel like calling the album the record is really important because I don't think it's one thing. Like you said, it's about like a mm. bunch of things about their individual experiences, but also like their togetherness. And if you can't really call it one thing, like the record yeah. is a multitude of things, but also I feel like it does relate to them coming back together. I don't know if you heard how the band actually did get back together, but after Phoebe released Punisher, she wrote Emily, I'm sorry, and she sent it to Julian and Lucy and said in the text, can we be a band again? And I like, and Phoebe talked about the fear of doing that. And they all each had like an individual fear of they all wanted to be a band again, but they, all thought they wanted it more than the other members That's so, so when they finally realized that they all really wanted to like be together again they just like you know they made something incredible like it's yeah. a beautiful album and i feel like the if they make a next one or you know years later when they do make a next one 
it'll be really good. It's really comforting too to hear the song because there's a line that's like, I'm still 27 and I don't know anything. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like we're really just all going through it. Like I might be only 21 and I feel like the world is ending on me because I don't really know where I'm going to end up. But I mean, these, <laughs> these people are 27 and they still have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. I also, I love, I love that little story because like, I, I kind of like them. They're like band dynamic where like they can go off and do solo work and then they can come back and be a band because I feel like that doesn't happen with a lot of bands, you know, like a lot of them like stay as a band and then they break up and they do solo work and they never come back together. But like, I love that they just like have such a good relationship that they can like go off and do their own things and then they can come back and be like, let's make an album together. Yeah, I love that. I feel like you don't see that so often, and it makes sense that it's from women because I don't think men can do the same thing. The Beatles, no, could I don't never, think so either. They could never. Once yeah. they broke up, that was that was it. <laughs> well, I feel like, like you said, they're able to go make their own projects, but I feel like they have their own individual like experiences on their own with life, and then when they come back together, that's why they work so well. They take yeah. their individual like views and perspectives on life and then make beautiful art together. Like they each have their own lead on certain songs. Like Julian is mostly on $20 and like Satanist. And then Phoebe's on Emily, I'm sorry. And Lucy's on True Blue. But they all like will come together to give across like a one common cohesive message with their work. Exactly. And I love it. I love women. I love women too. I love women. That was a great talk. <laughs> That's what we're ending our discussion on. I love women. <laughs> yeah. But thank you guys for listening to our um, breakdown of the Boy Genius um, debut album, The Record. If you liked this episode, be sure to check out our social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, links will be in the description of the episode. And oh, also our YouTube channel, which is um, linked in our Instagram bio. It's um, Who Cares Podcast. And also be sure to check out our personal social media accounts to see what other projects we may be up to in between our podcasts. We are both avidly working on our own things as well. And send us suggestions for anything in particular. Let's plug, your, let's plug our little projects because I get a solo yeah. I'm working on, and I know you do. Yeah. So, so you I, can go first. Um, I, this whole quarter, I am working on making a short film. Mm -hmm. um, it's going pretty well. I'm going to be filming it next weekend, which is fucking crazy. That's um, insane. But uh, making films aren't very cheap. So eventually I will be posting a crowdfunding for it. So if you want to donate because you like love me, um, you can check out my personal Instagram. I will probably be posting about it every single day. So I'm yeah. spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of my own money on stuff. Yeah, we'll post that on the podcast Instagram as well to keep it, put it out there more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as for me, I will, over the summer, be making another podcast, a solo podcast in addition to who cares. So don't worry, this is not ending because I'm also doing something else. Um, I'm making a podcast. It's going to be called Jake's Corner. And basically the concept is I will have my own little corner of the internet. Um, it's mainly going to be interview focused also 
which is something that we haven't really done on this because we have a very like pop culture focus. Um, but it'll still be, it'll still have like a pop culture sense. I'm going to probably want to like review like an album on my own that me and Abby don't have like a common interest in, um, stuff like that. But I also wanted to bring other people on and ask people about, you know, what they're doing or just whatever I'm thinking, to be honest with you. Um, I also will be writing more articles in the UMass Lowell um, newspaper, The Connector, in the fall, which is really exciting. And I think that's it for now. Yeah. Um, so, as always, to end it off, please send us suggestions for anything in particular you may want to see. We're always looking for input from people to serve our audience. What do you guys want to, yeah. like, watch slash listen to? Especially since um, we just did two yeah. album reviews. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, we're not running out of ideas, guys, but like, <laughs> I love getting suggestions. Totally. Anything else to add, Abby? Have a great day. And yeah, have a great day. Watch, watch Secession. Yes, I will. I'll be watching it. <laughs> That's it. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.